Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Thanks for everyone who's uh, subscribed to the podcast. Man, isn't life such a downer? I'm kidding. Man, life can be serious. Life can be difficult. Things can get tough. It can seem like there's not an end in sight to the difficulty in your life. And that's why it's up to us to choose to have joy, choose to laugh specifically, choose to be a person who doesn't look at it and act as if the glass is half empty. There's a scripture in Job chapter 5, verse 22. It says, you will laugh at destruction and famine. Wild animals will know will not terrify you. I think that's talking about some of your loved ones, those wild animals. I'm kidding. Um, you know, the choice, the truth is for us that it's, it's, it's our choice every day, uh, the attitude that we take to the day, the attitude that we bring to every situation. When, when you're presented with difficulty at work, at school, uh, with your family, it's still a decision to make to be a person who has joy. I remember a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, understanding, I always kind of looked at myself as a glasses, um, uh, like a glass, not a glasses half empty person, but like I would, you know, if things went good, then I would be happy. And if they didn't go good, I could still have a positive outlook, but I wasn't a person who was like, I wasn't the person who just had a smile on their face all the time, just rejoicing all the time. Right. It was almost like, Hey, things had, there had to be a real testimony for me to just be at a place of like, you were not going to catch me. Um, like some people I know, man, there's some people I know. I was like people that I worked with. I was like, Hey man, how was your day? Uh, well, you know, uh, I got bitten by a dog and the cops got called on me and I didn't make any sales, but you know, it was a really good day. And you can't tell the difference of when they've had a good day or when they had a bad day because they're just always in a good place. And then there's some people on the other side. It doesn't matter how good their day went. They just look like life has beat them up and they choose to take this stance or this attitude of like, I was like, how was your day? And I'm expecting them to say, no, you know, it was a terrible day. And they're like, no, it was good. I got, you know, two sales, three sales. And I'm like, how are you acting like the world's coming to an end? You know, as Christians, God actually has made it that we were to be joyful people. One of the ways that people would see that there's something different about us is that there's a joy in our heart. And this isn't something that you have to work up. This isn't a, like a, you know, pep talk thing of like, go out there and put the best smile on your face, even though it's difficult. But God specifically has actually put a joy and given us a joy on the inside of us as Christians that a lot of people don't tap into, first of all. But then there's other times where it's just a decision. You know, there's a the Bible talks about praise and it says we bring a sacrifice of praise. There's times, there's sometimes where praise is not a sacrifice, where praise is easy, it flows freely. If you get a prayer answered, if you get something goes your way at work, you get a promotion, it's like easy to rejoice. And then there's other days where, man, things aren't going right. Man, maybe something just went wrong. Maybe another bill came due, but praise becomes a sacrifice. And it's no different actually with laughter. You know, laughter is one of the keys that, one of the things that God has actually put in place to improve our life. It was, uh, there's a scripture Proverbs 17, 22, and it says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. You know, God has set it up where there's actually healing properties in laughter. I was um, coming to church yesterday, and uh, uh, another pastor picked me up, and uh, Pastor PJ, and, and you know, his family is just a joyful family, and they're awesome. But I realize, like, when I get in with them, I'm immediately in, like, a goof, goofing off mode. And there's so many people who, like, Sunday mornings is like, Hey, it's sacred. Don't even crack a smile. It's Sunday morning. 
you got to be serious. But we got in the car and we just started joking and it just put me in such a good mood. And I realized like, and Pastor PJ started singing about money comes to me. And I was like, man, life, life is good. And you could feel the victory that, that they walk in. And, I, and, and it made me realize like as a Christian, the Bible says that, that he's, he leads us always to triumph. That if we're, if we're living in a place of victory, if Jesus actually won the victory, that we get to just enjoy it. Because what is going to come our way that we won't be able to overcome? The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them out of them all. How can God say rejoice in the Lord always if there was a if if He's also going to say many of the afflictions of the righteous? Because rejoicing is a decision that we make, and you can get on the inside where even though trials are coming, even though difficulties coming, even though doubts coming, even though you're not perfect, even though you're trying to get better, but you choose to be a person who laughs. You choose to be a person who rejoices. You choose to be a person. Who, who has joy and makes a decision to be a person, even in, even practically like laughing, like it's so, it's so good for you. I pulled up an article um, while I was preparing for this podcast and um, I read this, this is from, uh, it's called helpguide.org and it says, a good hearty laugh relieves physical tension and stress, leaving your muscles relaxed for up to 45 minutes. Laughter boosts the immune system. Laughter decreases stress hormones and increases immune cells and infection-fighting antibodies, thus improving your resistance to disease. God has actually set this up as children where he says, children, his children, where laughter is good like medicine, where joy on the inside of us that produces laughter, that produces a merry heart, has healing properties to it. I remember reading a book about um, uh, about happiness. It was called the happiness advantage. You know, when I was in sales, I actually listened to the audio book and he said, people think that to be happy, they need to be successful, but actually studies have shown that successful people, not all of them, but a lot of them, success is actually indicated by happiness. And so this, this book was basically saying, instead of, instead of placing happiness on the far side of success, Choose to be happy now, and success will come. Now, obviously, this isn't looking at it from a Christian's perspective, because first of all, then we have to determine what is success, right? But in the same way, happiness is not the ultimate thing in life. Our life, if you aim to be happy, you're not going to end up. If you aim for your own personal pleasure, you probably won't end up in heaven to begin with. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. But on the inside, the joy that comes from serving God, man, there's, there's a decision that comes that even though hey, it's Monday. Man, don't believe what people have told you. Monday is one of the best days of the week, one of the funnest days of the week, one of the most, uh, uh, one of the most um, uh, productive days of the week. People who have this mindset of like, oh, thank God it's Friday. That's, that's a worldly mindset. We, we, uh, we are children of God and we work and live and, and do things for the kingdom of God. We're not dictated to by our culture. But we, it's actually a decision to say, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be a person who laughs. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, it was talking about the, the curses. And it says, curses would come on you if you didn't serve the Lord your God with gladness. God has set it up that he actually wants us to be people who are full of joy because that's his one of his characteristics. The Bible says that he sits in the heaven and laughs. Laughter is a decision that you make. And for many of you, if we're going to be very honest, you'll have more friends if you're a happier person. And for a lot of people, that's just a choice. I remember a time in my life where I was like, you know, as teenagers, you just want to like, it's all about how you appeal, appear. 
I can, I can see people who are too in their own head. They're too self-conscious. You can almost look at them and it's almost like you can tell in their eyes that they're examining themselves. Like, am I doing this right? How does this look? And that's such a, that's such a disease, man. It's such a plague because life isn't supposed to be self-centered. There's a book, there's a um, author and he wrote this book that I bought. It was a little short handbook, but it was called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't even read the book. Just the title blessed me. I ordered it. I got it to my house. And it just said the freedom of self-forgetfulness. And I thought of Jesus. And I'm like, he didn't do anything for himself. He did stuff for the Father. And there's freedom in that. And that title is stuck stuck with me. But when we are truly serving God, as the apostles did when they were persecuted, but they left rejoicing that they could suffer those persecutions. How crazy is that? Like we look at persecution for our faith as like the ultimate test of our faith, you know? Man, what if someone threatened to beat me to, for being a Christian? What if they threatened to persecute me? What if I was faced with the fact that someone is going to give me lashes? You know, would I be able to stand up for my faith? Not only were they able to stand up for their faith, but they counted it a joyful thing that they could actually suffer the same persecutions that Jesus suffered. Like understanding, I'm a Christian. This is going to this is going to impact my body and there's going to be persecutions. I started writing down on my notebook yesterday. I asked myself this question, what is the price, you know? What is my price? The Bible says count the cost. What is the price? And for me, part of it Um, A big part of it, if I'm going to serve God and do what he's called me to do, will be persecutions. Maybe some bodily persecutions, maybe I'm in a a foreign country and there'll be some physical persecutions. Definitely um, verbal persecutions, slander, people making things up. It's part of it. But that's one of the things that even through that, there can be a joy on the inside of you. There's actually a laugh in your spirit right now. It's a telling sign. Hear me on this. It's a telling sign that when you get in the presence of God, one of the first things that happens is joy comes. That lets me know, first of all, we're working, we're walking in victory. You don't get you don't get joy if you're gonna lose. The losing team isn't the joyful team, it's the winning team. So how come when I get in the presence of God, one of the first things that happens is joy comes. When I pray in tongues and I you can actually pray until you hit joy. The same place that your prayer language comes from is where is where joy comes from. Why do we have joy? It's because we're on the winning team. But your laughter, your joy is a choice and it's a daily choice and it's a decision. Man, I'm going to make my home a home of laughter. I'm going to cultivate, I'm going to cultivate fun. I'm going to cultivate joy um, uh, in my home, you know, and I'm choosing to laugh from a place of victory. I had, and I'll uh, wrap up with this, but I had a student come to me and, and he was talking about doubts and he said, what do I do? Because I did what the word says you know, Philippians, we talked about um, in stressed out. I've got a lot of feedback from many of you about how that, that really helped you. So we may do something like that in the um, uh, in the future, a little more practical stuff on stress. Um, but he said, what do I do? Because I'm doing what you said, where there's a stress that comes and I pray about it and I, uh, I supplicate, you know, I pray intently and then I thank the Lord. And then 10 minutes later, it comes back. And then I do it again. He's like, what happens when it keeps coming back? And I just stopped him. I said, you know what you do? You just laugh at it. Like get to the point where it gets so ridiculous. The truth is, hear me on this. Here's a key to faith for you. Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, they know the word of God. The devil knows the word of God. The devil knows that he's been beaten. Jesus knows that he's beaten the devil. The devil We'll wait to see if you know that the devil's been beaten, that he's been beaten. And so that's where we take up the word of God. And we say, not only am I not going to carry stress, I'm going to be so stress-free, it's going to almost make me feel guilty. 
man, I haven't had stress. My life is easy. Sure, trials and difficulties come, but the greater one lives on the inside of me. It's not even a competition. It's not even fair. What do you do when the doubts keep, keep coming? Give yourself a break. Keep speaking the word, but just laugh. Begin to laugh at it. The destruction, the famine, begin to laugh at it. The Lord is on your side. What can man do unto me? God is with you. God is for you. He's never going to let you down. He's going to keep you. He's going to take care of all your needs. The Bible says he knows those things. He knows exactly what you need. Look at your life. Where, where are the needs in your life? Well, that's something that God's going to take care of because he knows your needs. You don't have to worry about a single thing. If you're serving God, if you're a tither, God is going to take care of you. Fact. You, I promise you, you will not look back when you're 80 years old and say, God, you know, there was a time there where in the 2019, 2020, where you really just didn't look after me. You'll never be able to say that. Everything that you're going through just has become an opportunity to have a testimony. So begin to thank him. Begin to laugh at the difficult things. Begin to laugh of how easy this next year is going to be. That even though there'll be trials, even though there may be difficulties, it's going to be easy in the difficulties. It's kind of not fair to serve the Lord, man. We, we get to serve God and he helps us with everything. This isn't a religion of you do this for me and maybe you'll make it. This is a, hey, we choose to serve God. We align our hearts with him and he comes and works on our behalf. The strength that we serve him with is actually his strength. The, the, the heart that we serve him with is the heart that he gave us. The love that we love him with is the love that he gave us. So choose today to laugh from a place of victory. No, but actually do it. If you're alone, if you're with people, as long as it's not five o'clock in the morning and there's people asleep around you, even laugh now. Laugh out loud. Laugh at the goodness of God. Laugh how good he's been. Choose and decide. I'm going to have laughter in my home. I'm going to have laughter. I was with a friend. Um, I joked today. I said, I went to the gym. I didn't go inside. There was a Burger King across the street. I actually did go into the gym and uh, my friend was helping me. He was teaching me these new stretches. And he said, Ryan, when the stretches begin to suck, tell them that they suck. I said, I like that, man. I like the sound of that. When, when life get, begins to get difficult, tell them I don't care how difficult it gets. I'm going to laugh. I'm choosing laughter. I'm choosing victory. Victory belongs to the Lord, and we're His. So victory is ours. You guys are awesome. I love you. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do. Please share this on your Instagram feed if you haven't uh, recently. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing.